welcome to StarCast for Monday, the 23rd of August, 2021. My name's Eric Francis Coppolino, the host of Planet Waves FM and author of the Planet Waves Horoscope here with a short astrology update for you. Thanks for listening. This podcast has proven to be quite popular, and I'm rather liking that. Great fun. All right. So wherever you may be out there in the world, I'm recording on Sunday night because uh, there's like a hurricane coming up the coast or something to uh, wherever, someplace it's raining and stuff. I thought I'd do this early just in case we lost power, which we don't usually, but heck, why not? So today, uh, early this morning, about 8 o'clock Eastern, uh, was the full moon in the last degree of Aquarius. I've said quite a bit about that moon. If you scroll down and listen to the last couple of episodes, you'll hear lots of descriptions about uh, those last degrees of the zodiac and uh, the, uh, the the mysterious uh, degree of um, Aquarius 30, the soul emerging from its metamorphosis process and meeting its soul group opposed by the sun and the last degree of Leo, the degree of the unsealed letter, the one about how all things are revealed. All right, so uh, that's in the archives. Full moon is behind us, and that tension has uh, pretty well uh, eased away. It's interesting how uh, that that can be so palpable. I mean, like you think, you know, really you can feel the planets? Actually, yeah, you can feel the planets, especially something like the full moon. Uh, gorgeous view last night of the moon with Jupiter behind it. Uh, I uh, brought my guitar out <laughs> to the uh, to, to the courthouse courtyard, the county court courtyard, and sat on a tree stump and uh, and looked up at the the moon with Jupiter behind it. And I took a couple of hits on my vape, had my guitar, and sat there and and uh, just played <laughs> guitar in the middle of the night, looking up at that thing, trying to visualize Jupiter being twelve hundred times the size of the Earth. Now think about that. It looks like a little speck behind the moon, but in fact, it is uh, it is more comparable in size to the sun. Jupiter is so big it wobbles the sun in its orbit around the galaxy, and uh, that was a fun meditation. And uh, I'm not sure anyone's ever sat and played guitar in the uh, Ulster County Courthouse. Uh, front yard. Anyway, that's what I did. Uh, the moon is uh, now in Pisces. The sun is now in Virgo. And that begins a whole new story. Uh, I've been writing about the holistic principle. That's what Virgo really is about in contemporary times. Virgo uh, is the sign associated with integration and with healing. It's also, uh, since astrology is really a thing devised in the Northern Hemisphere, it's about the harvest. So uh, Virgo is the third sign of the current season we're in. If you're down under, that would be the third sign or third month of winter. If you're up in the northern hemisphere, it's the third sign or third month of the summer season. Virgo is a mutable sign. The seasons always end on mutable signs. So there's that feeling of change, of transition, of the slide from one season to the next. It's a, another one of those distinctly palpable sensations uh, of, of when the sun is in a mutable sign. There's just that sense of transition in the air. 
the solstice is sorry the equinox the that is to say the Libra equinox is on the twenty second uh, one month from now we will uh, we will get there in a in a future event but again four weeks left uh, to this season all right so today on Sunday we've got uh, let's see just looking at Sunday's chart. Uh, we've got the chart for the, the, the ingress, and uh, that's of the moon, the ingress, the sun. Okay, I guess that's it for for Sunday. Uh, Monday, the, um, the, the main event of, of, of Monday is the moon passing through a, a kind of an opposition structure that is ex- existing in uh, the middle degrees of, of Virgo and Pisces. So in, in Virgo, there is Mars and Mercury. In in Pisces, uh, there's a a centaur, kind of like Chiron, um, a little bit of a d- darker theme than uh, than Chiron, called Nessus, discovered in 1993, and uh, the moon will make a conjunction to that at 9:23 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, so when the moon makes a conjunction to Nessus, it's also making an opposition to Mars, an uh, opposition to Mercury and a conjunction to Neptune and Pallas Athene. So there's planets stretched across the divide, the the imaginary uh, divide between Virgo and and Pisces. And then the moon slips in there. It is there now. The moon slips in there and highlights that oppositional energy. And so, for example, what you've got are, um, are, are planets, Mars and Mercury, opposing this group in... In Pisces, and so we've got full activation of the Virgo Pisces axis. Now, Nessus in okay, so Nessus is a centaur, and it's a Neptune-like centaur. It's a little bit hazy and and cloudy, and it uh, it, it has um, a theme in the myth of sexual transgression, but it's a hazy theme because the facts of the of the myth do not translate exactly out of ancient Greek, and so it's it's left ambiguous whether this sexual transgression was not one at all, whether it was fully voluntary, whether it was a toll paid for a river crossing, or whether it was some kind of a forced sexual incident. No, it, it, is, it is unclear, and I think this is an important theme of Nessus, um, which is that hazy uh, sense that uh, that often exists around uh, such experiences and such incidents, and it's calling for some clarity. The clarity comes through the detail seeking of Mars and Mercury in uh, in Virgo, and there is a an important level in, in addressing these issues of of getting the basic hard cold facts out onto paper. Whatever they may be, names, identities, uh, the, the chronologies, and things like this, and then there is the feeling level of the event, the feeling level of the incident, and then the feeling that you carry with you into adulthood. That is difficult to grasp. Uh, the moon will be conjunct uh, Neptune. Uh, it Neptune's got a very wide orb of influence, and so even today, right now, with the moon just just in the very early degrees of Pisces, I consider that a moon Neptune conjunction. So. Uh, Neptune is is not um, is not adding to the clarity of anything. It's it is a foggy feeling thing, and again, there's this can be this sense of disappearing, of denial, of uh, of of drift, of 
delusion of uncertainty of, uh, of something emotionally. And so you can't exactly really trust your emotions for the next couple of days. You have to just uh, sort things out and give them time. Pisces, as do the other mutable signs, always benefits from things being given time uh, to work out and time for the facts to come out. Uh, of note, and I, I've been tracking this for a while, but I haven't said anything about it in, in this particular forum, uh, we are living with a conjunction of Pallas, Athene, and Neptune. This is a, Pallas has a four-year orbit. It's an inner belt. It's a main inner belt asteroid. Uh, I, I think the, uh, the fourth asteroid discovered in the early uh, 19th century and um, one of the larger ones. Uh, and its theme is government. Its theme is also daddy pleasing. So Pallas has, a, has two themes. One of, the, one of them is all things related to law and government. And then the other is a personal, more intimate theme of daddy pleasing. And so we've got Pallas at the end in a conjunction to Neptune. And there's a lot of daddy pleasing going on, though. There's a lot of doing this because authority figures want you to do this. And that that will seem to go along uh, just fine until it's not, until there's a, a real problem that starts to become manifest. And actually, I mean, you, you don't have to look too far to see evidence of that problem, but Neptune's influence is going to uh, provide a shield and make people want to deny that because once you acknowledge that that there's a, a problem, and this is true of any, I think, serious personal problem, particularly something associated with anything about Neptune, you know, for example, uh, overuse of a substance or of alcohol, uh, any self-destructive uh, type of uh, pattern, any persistent type of denial, the the admission of of the problem is such a big deal because that's the threshold between being willing to acknowledge everything that the problem itself is concealing right so one layer of problem tends to conceal another layer of problem so for example in the case of someone who's overusing alcohol that is generally a strategy, a kind of firefighting strategy to conceal a diversity of other problems. So when you admit the problem with the alcohol, then you are ready to start to kind of turn around and look at all the next stuff that's that's concealed by that. And so this is where we stand in many ways as a society is certainly worse in some, in some parts of the world uh, than in others. Things are very, very rough in Australia right now. My heart goes out to you, uh, although it does seem that in some places people are starting to wake up and pay attention. This is now the spiritual quest that we face. What we call spirituality is not about seeming like a good person. It's really about your willingness to confront the truth of the world and the truth about yourself. On the theme of Virgo as being the holistic principle, uh, this is a whole system kind of thing. It's really uh, the healing process right now for us as individuals is seeing where we fit into society, what our part in all this is, and the influence that society has on us, and what the relationship really is. A lot of things are blurred right now by the presence of Neptune in Pisces, and uh, that that is just a lot of Neptune. I mean, Neptune is considered the modern ruler of Pisces. When you put them together, it's not like adding them together. It's more like multiplying them 
against one another. So if you're paying attention over the next few days, a whole lot of layers of feeling may start to come out, and you may notice that one that, that acknowledging one thing reveals another thing, and then that reveals another thing. Uh, the moon is exactly conjunct this uh, Pallas Athene conjunction to Neptune. That's that is that itself is exact right now. The three line up in an exact conjunction at five twelve a.m. on Tuesday, the twelfth. All times are in Eastern time in this podcast. Please uh, check for your local time zone against New York time. Uh, then uh, the next uh, the, the next uh, big uh, whistle stop, as I'm calling them, is. Um, Five, uh, sorry, two fifty-six, uh, two fifty-seven p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Tuesday, the twenty-fourth. The Moon leaves Pisces and it enters Aries. The Moon at that time makes a conjunction to Salacia. Uh, I've uh, linked the Salacia article. Maybe I'll I'll put it right at the. Um, there's two articles I'll include uh, right above the archive. So scroll down. Go to PlanetWaves.net Starcast if you're listening. Uh, on, on some alternative service, uh, planetwaves.net. Go to StarCast, and then right above all the archived audios, I'm going to put an article about Neptune and an article about Salacia. They were consorts. Salacia was the wife of, of Neptune. She was kind of a sea nymph. The word is uh, not, the, not the root of the, the English word salacious. They're, they're actually from different word roots. Did a lot of research into this, and uh, including with the help of the editor of the Etymology Online Dictionary, uh, who explained the rules of etymology to me. And that was our, our kind of test case where I actually got w- why when something sounds like something, it doesn't mean that it actually comes from that word root. So Salacia was herself not Salacia. She was actually quite a proper uh, creature and was a virgin at the time that she took Neptune as as her husband today, the word salacious means like um, seedy and and racy and, and and all of that. And I think that it, it gets um, it, it is improperly poorly colored. I think that what is uh, salacious needs to be honored more as being part of the the living human spirit. We are lusty, horny creatures. We are interested in one another. We are spotting all the beautiful people around us. We all have that slightly or very dirty mind going on back there, and I think we need to make room for that and honor that. So the moon will be conjunct Salacia, and then what is interesting is that um, as as the moon moves through Aries later this week, uh, it will pass through a an opposition between Chiron and Venus. So there's a Venus-Chiron opposition brewing as we speak. I'm going to go a little bit longer in this edition since uh, I'm on a roll and it's the week ahead. Let's take a look at that. I will come back to it. I may start with it in one um, in, in an immediately future episode. Position aspect. Venus is opposite Chiron. I'm using the defunct star sprite program it's on the 26th so it's at uh, it's at the end of the week but it's still in in full force and the the venus any any contact between venus and chiron first of all uh highlights the healing nature of sexuality uh it it is about uh understanding the inherently self-centered especially with aries and libra involved the, the self-centered uh, aspect of 
sexuality. And I think what is interesting is uh, that while the conjunction of Venus and Chiron was described by Barbara Hand Clough in her brilliant book, Chiron Rainbow Bridge, as orgasmic fusion with the cosmos, she delineates Venus opposite Chiron as catastrophobia. This is a thing that we live with in our society right now. We, we are um, constantly being fed nonstop, 24 by 7, fear of catastrophe. It is a perfectly good way to manipulate us. If you'd like to be manipulated, just maintain your love affair with your fear of catastrophe. Stop having fun. Stop doing anything interesting and pretend you don't have a body. And then you'll be able to indulge all the catastrophobia you want. Your option is to remember you have a body, hang out in it, um, remember that it is a, a vehicle for expressing the vital force and creativity and love and pleasure and passion and roaming around in the woods and snuggling with kittens and puppies. And that's one of my favorite things to do. And loving one another physically. When we don't do these things, when we don't actually experience the, the, the positive things that being in a body has to offer, th that, that can go bad real fast because, first of all, we're pushed out of body. There's all kinds of free-floating anxiety looking for something to grasp onto, and, um, and there, is, uh, there is an example of catastrophobia and how it might set in. So uh, I am... If you're not if you're not following my coverage of the world situation, basically encouraging people to like calm down and uh, ease off on all of the hygiene theater and uh, just take care of yourself. You know, get your rest and uh, do things you enjoy doing and uh, and 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 do your part to lower your stress level and not not be in um, situations and scenes that you don't want to be in. Find people you care about and hang out with them, find something you like to do, and do that, and um, you'll feel a lot better. All right, so um, there's new horoscope out. Uh, that's available from the monthly horoscopes tab on planetwaves.net. New edition of Planet Waves FM came out on uh, Friday night, a kind of a glorious edition. You can find that at planetwaves.fm. I have a new book out called Planets in Motion. You can find that right on the StarCast home feed at planetwaves.net slash starcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the many new people who are hearing about Planet Waves for the first time in all kinds of strange and interesting places we've never had any reach. It is good to be with you. Again, my name's Eric Francis, and I'll be back on Wednesday. Thanks for listening, and stay in touch.